welcome to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. My name is Marendi Leverett, healthpreneur, business strategist and intuitive, and I will be your host. In this podcast series, I will be interviewing female healthpreneurs and sharing their amazing, inspiring and motivating stories about how they started their own health business. Listen to how some of these beautiful women have overcome barriers or adversity to create their own unique health business and thrive. These women are not making millions of dollars or dominating the world, but they are certainly making a difference to their clients' lives and living their true purpose of serving and helping others in need. Also in this podcast, I will be sharing hints and tips on how to be a successful healthpreneur whilst remaining authentic when starting and running a health business. This podcast aims to inspire, motivate and educate you on all you need to know about starting, growing and pivoting in a business as a health clinician. This podcast is available to subscribe and download via Anchor, Spotify, iTunes and Google Podcast. So remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the latest um, podcast episode of Authentic Healthpreneurs. I'm so glad to have you joining us again today. My special guest is Sydney Fletcher, and Sydney is a life coach and yoga instructor who centers her work around creativity, but she also loves helping entrepreneurs and creatives understand, tap into, and trust their own creativity so that they can create businesses and lives that they love. Thank you, Sydney, for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so happy um, to be here. I'm so excited to have you here because um, I guess just before we got on recording, we were talking about how the business world is so masculine orientated and, you know, very driven and, you know, very focused, you know, it is on results focused, but I feel like a lot of us have lost the creativity and the reason why we went into business because we wanted to, you know, create something that brought mm -hmm. us joy that we could share with others. So I'm so excited to have you here today to share your expertise in this area. Yeah. And isn't it amazing that like, I've been thinking about it all day because of course it's evening time here and or we're entering the evening. And I just thought, this is so cool. I get to talk to Australia today. How fun. <laughs> I know. That's what I love about my podcast is I get to speak to many amazing women throughout the world, which is fantastic. Um, but yes, yeah, so I guess let, let the audience know about your background because mm. I guess even though you are a life coach now, you actually started in the create creative industries as a graphic designer. So tell us about yeah where you started and how you got into doing what you're doing now. Yeah, it definitely was a creative process to get to where I am now, um, all the strands kind of coming together. But I started my career out as a graphic designer and I worked in advertising for about eight years um, full time in the advertising world of Toronto. So for those of you don't, who don't know Toronto, it's uh, the largest city in Canada. Um, and during that time, I got really fascinated with the creative process. So that was kind of that. And then I also was really getting into the health and wellness world because I had dove deep into my yoga practice after kind of a bit of a health crisis in my life. And um, I was in these two very different worlds. I started my career in advertising, which is 
very party driven and it's work hard, play hard. And then also found myself in the yoga world, which is kind of the opposite (laughs) in many ways, at least the yoga practice that I landed in. Um, And so I had this conflict in me of, you know, this just things aren't quite feeling right anymore. And so eventually I went freelance with my design career. Um, I worked with a life coach around that time. And bit by bit, I found myself moving towards coaching eventually. And when I really decided to look at coaching as a career option, it hit me like a ton of bricks, like in a good way, as far as this is exactly what I want to be doing. Uh, And so I started my coaching career as a general life coach. I was also teaching yoga on the side. I was also designing. And so I was doing all of these things. And I really loved helping people with the emotional journey of life. And I was usually working with people who were going through a a tough transition in their life or the kind of transition where you're really trying to take ownership of things and move things in a direction that you want them to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I loved that. And I loved supporting the emotions around it and helping people build emotional awareness and um, helping them build their confidence in managing their emotions. So I knew I wanted to stay in that realm of things. I also was loving entrepreneurship. And so there was a period of time where I thought, maybe I'm a business coach. Maybe I'm helping people (laughs) through the business journey. And so I kind of toyed with calling myself a business coach for a while, but it didn't really stick. Yeah, life coach, all of those things. And I was just playing around with lots of stuff. And then not too long ago, I recognized that really what I was doing was coaching people on the creative process, but the internal process. So obviously there's the external side of creating things in our lives, but that is all instigated or driven by what's happening in our emotional experience the inner landscape of ourselves and so I've kind of put those things together and and now that's really what I'm helping people do is I'm helping them understand the creative process both the external and the internal but then putting it to work on whatever it is that they're wanting to create so I work do work with a lot of entrepreneurs but I also work with a lot of creatives who just aren't confident in their own creativity Yeah, no, that is so amazing because it is so true because I guess if you think about it, it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur in the health and wellness industry or entrepreneur in the creative industry or in technology, there's always a creative process because you come up with an idea, but it's trying to articulate how to execute it. And I guess that's where probably people get a little bit stuck because they're too in their head thinking about you know, timeframes and logistics and, you know, money and, you know, creating, you know, getting the right team when really you need to kind of take a step back or a sideward step and go, okay, how do we yeah create this from emotion? Because that's what you're trying to draw from clients as to why they want to work with you or want to buy from you is you're trying to get them to buy in with their emotions. Isn't that right? It's part of it for sure. And figuring out what emotions help you Mm -hmm. and what emotions get in the way. 
so I have a concept that I call creative efficiency, which is really just helping people understand like what makes something easy to create versus something hard to create. Yeah. And what's at the very epicenter of that is your level of security with that creation. So mm-hmm. I often use the example of brushing my teeth because I I like looking at everything as a creative process. So yeah. As humans, we're just inherently creating all the time. So when I think about my confidence level in brushing my teeth, I'm super secure in that action and that creativity, right? I I know what steps I have to take. I know what tools I'm going to use to do it. It's all very clear in my mind and the actions are clear so that mm-hmm. I can go and I can do it and it, there's no second guessing. Yeah, it's all when I Yeah. <laughs> then when I compare it to the creative process of say, having a 25k month in my business it's a very different experience you know the the level of security is so different because it's something i've not done before yeah um and so and i haven't repeated it time and time again and so my my journey then part of my journey in that creative process is really how can i help myself feel secure in doing this and the more I, the more secure I work my nervous system to feel, the closer I get to creating that as a result. Yeah. And so our level of security, what's happening in our brain and in our body is so instrumental and such a, a com- such a huge component to our creative capacity. Oh, most case. definitely. Yeah. Cause it's like that, um, flight or fight response, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. If you're doing, you've go, you, you've got this great idea, but then you're, you, all the fears come in or what if it doesn't make me money or what if it costs so much to set up? What it's all the, what ifs we start, you know, catastrophizing in our heads. Exactly. Yeah. And I really, I think that we're, we're all doing it in our own way. So we're taking we're researching, researching is always a component for me when it comes to creating something new. But when we're business owners and entrepreneurs, we're researching other entrepreneurs and how they did it, but that's not necessarily going to be what works for us. Right. So that's part of the journey too, is learning what pieces of what this person is offering, what pieces work for me and what pieces do I want to let go of and integrating it in your system in a way that feels right for you. Yeah. Um, and so again, like that's another way to kind of work this level of security in yourself. But yeah, I think it's just, it's so fun to play with really. Yeah. And I think you've hit the head on the nail when you say that we are always looking at other people and what they're doing and then trying to not so much mimic, but try and, you know, well, if that's how they did it, maybe I should do it too. But like you said, what works for one person ain't going to work for the next person. We've got to understand that, yeah, how you get from A to B is going to be a different process mm-hmm. or path for everyone. No two people are going to have the same journey. And I think it is trying to, um, you know, yeah, give the people their confidence to say, well, how they did it's not going to work for you. And this is the thing, actually, I was hearing the other day is you hear about all these coaches saying, oh, follow my plan, my step-by-step plan, and you too will have 10K, 25K months. But someone said, 
that's not going to work because we all have different, um, you know, personalities, different ways that we process things. We're all just so different. There is never going to be two people alike. So yeah, what works for one person ain't going to work for everyone. So these people can go about saying, yeah, this is how I did it. But you know what? It's not going to, yeah that's I guess that's how people end up failing and giving up because they go well I followed that plan and I followed it step by step and I didn't get the same results as you what is wrong with me there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with you you need to find the process that works best for you exactly and sometimes we come up to those steps and it's just that we're not at the stage where we're ready for that step yeah you know like I I remember hiring a business coach. They weren't really a coach. They were more of a strategist. Yeah. Um, but they were giving me all of these tools, which I'm sure would have been useful, but mm. my brain and nervous system weren't at a point where they could handle going through the process of putting those steps into action. Yeah. So like in order for the strategies to work, sometimes we have to work on the internal side first. Yeah. And once the internal side is ready, then it does the actions. No problem. Like it's amazing. I don't know if you've ever experienced, I'm sure you've experienced this, but (laughs) the idea of creative flow, right? Like creative Mm -hmm. flow is just getting into action where you're not having to second guess or think about things. It's, it's putting the wheels in motion with, without hitting those those internal speed bumps like that's really what creative flow is and so when our when our body's ready for actions it takes them if the actions aren't coming if we're having to force ourselves through it Mm. it just means that there's a part of ourselves that's not quite ready for it yet yeah no that is so yeah so true because I feel like yeah and again you know when people are trying to use these cookie cutter models that I always talk about and trying to fit, you know, trying to fit a square peg into a a circle hole. Of course, we know it never works. And like you said, maybe that process or step or whatever isn't quite at the point that the person you're working with needs. Like, and that's Mm -hmm. what I find too with my clients is that everyone's in different stages and phases. No one is at the same point and you can't give the same advice to everyone. And I think that's, yeah, where a lot of, and I'm the same as you. I don't like calling myself a business coach (laughs) because I just feel like it has such a negative connotation. Um, But, you know, it is. I say to my clients, you know, yes, I've got this great program. It's a, you know, self-paced da-da-da. But you know what? you don't have to follow step one, two, and three. You can go, I'm going to look at this module today because that's where I feel my creative flow is. I want to focus on my marketing or I want to focus on ideal client or I want to focus on myself and improving, you know, my self-worth. I think, yeah, telling someone, oh, you need to work on this now to get to where you want to go. That is the, um, the fall down where people will fail because they're told, oh no, you need to work on this. When in fact, if you actually sit with that person one-on-one and really delve deep into where they're stuck, you'll be able to figure out where you need to work with them first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and when we're talking about creativity, this is where I get a little bit on the woo-woo side or the spiritual Love the side. woo-woo. Love the woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I really tend to think that creativity is connected to spirit. And so yeah. um, whatever that is for you, whether it's God or the universe or the natural order, however you want to look at it, that for me is what we're doing. We're, yeah. we're connecting to creative spirit and we're collaborating with our mind and our body to bring whatever nature is wanting to bring into being. Right. Yeah. And so that's how I like to look at creativity and yeah, the person that I'm working with knows best what is supposed to come into being, even if on a cognitive level, they don't know best yet. Yeah. Like that on a cognitive level, it's not quite clear the spirit inside them knows. And yeah. so my job is really to help them access that piece, yeah. which we, we do best when we feel safe and secure in our body. Yeah, most definitely. And I think that's, yeah, it's like removing the um, layers of skin or, you know, layers of onion, however mm-hmm. they refer to it. It is sometimes people don't want to delve too deep because they're actually scared of what they might actually truly discover. And I was having this conversation with another guest the other day because a lot of times, you know, children are our best example of the best creatives that we have because they have no fear they're happy to, oh yeah, I'm going to be a fire engine truck driver and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And, um, you know, but then as we go and like I was, they were saying, like, once we go through the institution of going to school and, you know, being, you know, guided by your family, friends, oh no, you shouldn't do that. That doesn't, not going to make you any money. It's like, oh my gosh. I always say to people, think back to when you're a kid or even a teenager, you know, what was it that you loved doing? What did you want? Do you remember what you wanted to be when you grew up? Um, Because sometimes just reconnecting with your inner child, you're like, oh yeah, I used to love, you know, sitting, well, for me, I used to love sitting under the tree at my mum and dad's house. That was my happy place. I'd go and sit under the tree. I'd have my Walkman on and just sitting and listening to music. That was what I did as a kid. (laughs) Just obviously, I love that. Exactly. But everyone has something that they remember they did as a kid that they loved doing. And I think, yeah, just trying to reconnect with your um, your child, your inner child, your child when you were little, I think helps you then realize, okay, I've actually switched off my creativity for whatever reason. You know, I remember, you know, lots of friends of mine, you know, uh, don't do art there's no careers in art, but I really loved art, you know, (laughs) and they were kind of guided to do something else. And you're like, no, no, that's not how it's Mm -hmm. supposed to be. Um, You know, you should be encouraging the children to do what they want to do at school. If they want to do drama or if they want to do manual arts or whatever, but, you know, I think the parents think they're trying to do the right thing by their kids and say, no, no, you need a good career. You need to be a doctor or a lawyer But you're seeing now a lot of us are flipping and actually leaving the corporate world to come back to what it was, was their first love, whether it was being, you know, cooking or, you know, working with their hands, you know, art, drama, whatever. Cause yeah, I feel like everyone's just been pushed the older generation. Cause that's what they were told to do. You had to get a job, work in the corporate world and you'll be safe. Right. (laughs) Always like that's the number one thing everybody's looking for is just safety. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think, I think it's an evolution too, as far as, um, 
I like to think, and this might be a little bit naive of me, but I like to think that humanity as a whole, (laughs) sometimes these days it's hard to think this, but I like to think that humanity as a whole is getting wiser and that the average human's life is safer than it was 100 years ago, 200 years ago. Of course, it depends on where in the world you are these days. It all, yeah. That's probably always been the case. But I do hope um, that evolutions are taking place. And I think the way we are learning to view arts and culture and creativity and even the sciences are becoming viewed as more creative places. Yeah. And that's starting to be recognized in those in those hubs as well. Yes. So I really like to think that we're moving in the right direction as a whole mm. and really learning how to use these human vessels that we've we're carrying around all the time yeah. <laughs> to a better degree. Um yeah, that's my benevolent sort of outlook on the world. Oh, no. I think given I think the fact that I am a white woman in Canada, so I lived a very <laughs> privileged lifestyle. But <laughs> You know, um, I know, but no, I definitely feel um, the younger generations coming through are more in tune with themselves and they are more within their own power and they are, they know from an earlier age what they want to do and there is no way any of us can sway them. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully the corporate world is, is kind of, will eventually catch on to some of these things mm. because I think when I look at my life working in corporate, everybody was so fear driven. Mm. And, you know, the, the way that the majority of leaders led was from fear. And so of course it's a top-down system. Totally. And I, I don't know, I feel like I, I would love to see, um, these ideas, these concepts of creativity, of, even knowledge around the nervous system and how we relate to each other when we're insecure versus when we're secure will really impact how people work in the corporate sphere um, so that we can make some changes in there too. But um, yeah, definitely for entrepreneurship, it's awesome because you have so much more agency to to do what you want in with yeah. your career and to take care of yourself and to um, really work on healing some of those patterns that you have. It's much easier in the entrepreneurial world, I think. Yeah. Well, in some respects, because you're having to face the major fears like financial insecurity and time management, you really have to face those head on in the entrepreneurial space. Yeah, most definitely. And I think that's the other thing about being an entrepreneur or working in that space um, is that you do, you have more control. You can be as, as creative as you want to be. You're not bound by the rules or the policies of the big corporate world. And, you know, I think that's the first and foremost thing people need to think about is, well, if I want to go and work for myself, yeah, am I happy to break from those chains? And it does, it takes you a while once you've been in the corporate world. I've been out of the corporate world now for 20 plus years. Every now and again, I dip my foot back in and then remind myself that's why I'm not there. (laughs) But 
It is because I've known people who've worked in the corporate world for such a long time. And it is, it's almost, they've become a robot. They're just, they're just going through the motions. There's, you can see that they have no love luster. There's just nothing vibrant and joyous about them. They're literally clocking on, you know, clocking in, clocking off, you know, whereas I find, yeah, as an entrepreneur, you can be as creative as you want to. Okay. I think I'm going to do this, this time. And I'm going to do that next time. Um, it's like really is the world is your oyster. You, you can do what you want because you are your own business owner. Yeah. Which is, which can be the challenge on the other side of the yes. spectrum, which is, you know, really learning what you want to say yes and what you want to say no to. Yes. Well, that's it too. And mm-hmm. I guess I always say to people, don't say yes straight away. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, someone actually some me, time. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually someone, I think I actually heard it on a radio show. They said, if it is not a resounding yes, then it's a no. I went, that is so true. So people just get caught in that habit of yes, no, yes, no. But they go, no, no, think about it. Is it a resounding yes? Yes, I want to do that with you. That sounds like the most amazing opportunity, the best project I've ever heard of. If it's not that, then you say no. Mm-hmm. Because then that stops you from saying yes to everything and then you're stretched trying yeah. to, you know, meet everyone. Okay. Which is, uh, can I, can, I'd love to add something to that. Yeah, Would no, you, go for it. The fact that I did a post recently on my Instagram about this, but that's a perfect example of a skill you can start um, applying while you're in the corporate, if you still are working your corporate job, the, the entrepreneurial skills, like only saying yes to the things that are a resounding. Yes. That's Mm. a great thing to start practicing when you're in the corporate space, when you're still employed. Um, cause it, it is so challenging, but, but you can do it. And then Mm. it makes your entrepreneurial entrepreneurial, adventure that much easier once you step into it yeah most definitely so I was going to say before we wind up I was going to say is there any tips or tools or anything you want to share with our listeners listeners on how to tap into their creative process their creative efficiency because I'm sure there's a lot of people who probably not deliberately but have probably switched off and think I'm not creative at all when you know we know that being creative is so much more than just art (laughs) and drama (laughs) yeah the I've got three so number one I would say is start noticing where you are creative and and really bring it into the everyday so think of start thinking of things like making your morning coffee or your morning tea like that is a creative act how do you want to approach it like think about all those daily small things that you do and approach it from the standpoint of how do I want to create this? That's one, because what that's going to do is start to build your ability to see yourself as someone who's creative Mm -hmm. and to also build that muscle of creative authority. Yeah. Number two is get into your body. Mm -hmm. So if you want to connect to your creative spirit, if you like the idea of this woo-woo notion that the creative spirit lives inside of you, then you need to get into your body. So movement practices, breath practices, even meditation practices or body scans. These are all wonderful ways to get into your body. Yoga Nidra is an incredible tool to access your creativity. 
um, and to begin to understand what that voice inside of you sounds like. And then the third piece of advice I would give is learn to slow down. And that is often the hardest thing. Yeah. Be skeptical anytime you feel a sense of urgency in yourself. Yeah. Um, The creative spirit I find is not urgent. It's, it is, it is very trusting. So um, when we're feeling that urgency, it's usually coming from the mind and from the nervous system being dysregulated and telling you like, you won't be safe until you do this now. And we just want to be lightly and lovingly questioning some of those urgencies. Yes. Well, I think that's how what's happened is we're in such a fast paced world now and everything is instantaneous, you know, with all that technology is I think we've lost that of slowing down, you know, in the old days, the shops weren't open on Sunday. We didn't have mobile phones. If you weren't home, no one could leave a voicemail. So you didn't know if someone had called you. I just feel like Mm -hmm. it's always about instantaneous response. And like you say, that is urgency. We feel like we have to yeah, reply or respond immediately. So I love that about slowing down because I think we do get caught on that hamster wheel. Yeah. <laughs> I get off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Then there's no space to create when you're on the oh. hamster wheel. No, no, totally. And it is, it's all about, like you've said, you know, um, slow down, you know, you know, reconnect with just the simple things you do, like you said, making a cup of tea or your coffee. It could be even doing your shower too, enjoying your shower and not rushing through that. Um, All those tips are fantastic because I think it is, yeah, as you say, to tap into that creative side, we've got to be slow and we've got to be at peace and in a quiet place because when your head's busy and full of, you know, fog and noise, you can't be creative. You're being reactive. And all of those things really speak to process-oriented creation versus goal-oriented creation. So each one of those steps that I've shared are really about getting present with the process of creating. And I always say, like, how can you love your business if you don't love the process of creating it? Mm. So really, we want to help people connect to that process and build their authority around the process so that they can love it. Yeah. I think that is great. I think we can finish on that point you've just made. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Sydney, for coming and sharing your wisdom with us today. It's been an absolute pleasure having you join me. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. And just share with the audience on where they can find you. We will have all the links in the podcast episode description, but if you just want to share where you hang out online so they can come and chat with you. So my favorite place to hang out is on Instagram. uh, And you can find me at do the heart work, all one word. And it's heart, like your, the heart that's beating in your chest. (laughs) do the heart work. And then my website is sydneyfletcher.com and Sydney is spelt just like Australia. I know. How exciting is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I actually um, just did a free five-day mini course, which now is available for free on my website. So if people are wanting to, um, if they're interested in some of the things that I've talked about, I have a mini course they can access right from my website. Awesome. That sounds amazing. I'll be sure to go and check that out too. So thanks again for joining me today. 
Thank you so much for having me. You have been listening to the Authentic Healthpreneur podcast. To ensure you don't miss an episode, remember to subscribe. If you are enjoying this series, please leave us a review. If after listening to this podcast episode, you feel inspired to start or transform your own health business, come join our free Facebook group, Authentic Healthpreneurs. Search Authentic Healthpreneurs in the Facebook groups. In this group, you will find free resources, webinars and other events to help propel your business forward and succeed. It is a beautiful community of like-minded female health practitioners who support and uplift one another and celebrate our successes together. If you need help with starting or growing your health business, be sure to check out my website, AuthenticHealthpreneurs.com. Here you will find more information on the one-on-one coaching services and online training programs that I offer. I would love to support and guide you to live your life purpose and see you succeed in business. If you are not sure what help you need, then be sure to book in for a free business strategy session with myself. You will find the link in the website.